Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know, I like to kick off all these shows the right way. I'm not going to be here the whole time. I'm not going to be here very long at all. But who would I be? Who? I, I, it would be promotional malpractice to not kick off this show in the right way for the viewers. And really, the only way to do that is the same way that I kick off every single morning. By eating Magic Spoon. That's right. Magic Spoon cereal. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. And now it's one of the best parts of being an adult. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food. And cereal was one of those things that I gave up. Also, being nice to Jeremy Lambert and Joe Hulbert. But this, the, the, the fortunate thing is, there is nothing detrimental to my health about eating Magic Spoon. Being nice to Jeremy and Joe, that's a whole different story. You know what Jeremy and Joe don't have? Four flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, or blueberry. They're just boring and vanilla. That's all Joe and Jeremy are. Uh, maybe maybe the flavor of duty here and there. But Magic Spoon tastes amazing. It's too good to be true. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And if you ask Magic Spoon to shave... It won't do it. Not like Jeremy. I mean, actually, he was asked not to shave, and he did it. So you know what? If you ask Magic Spoon to not shave, I personally guarantee you, Sean Ross Sapp, that your cereal will not be shaved. And my favorite thing about Magic Spoon is that it fills you up with one serving. You don't have to go back to the to the box and dump out half of it just to get full. And that doesn't even get you full. Let's be real. Let's be honest. It doesn't work like that. But one serving of Magic Spoon gets it done for you. At least it does for me. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, you can grab a variety pack and try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to get free shipping. They are so confident in their product. It's back to the 100% happiness guarantee. I got to breathe. I'm getting too excited about this deal. 
you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people will have a lot of questions on this show. Make sure you donate a super chat. They'll get read. And enjoy, Phil, and try to tolerate Jeremy Lambert. Goodbye. <laughs> he he spends the whole intro burying me. And then he gives me and then he gives me five shows a week. He's like and they're, they're vanilla. Him and Joe are just vanilla and boring. And yet he's he's giving me five shows a week. So what does this say about his leadership and his competence that he's doing this? I'm Jeremy Lambert, everyone. Um, welcome everyone to the NXT post show here on fightful joined by my man phil Lindsay from sports keto bleacher report all over the interwebs phil how are you doing tonight i'm great how are you I, i'm well yes kyler uh, sean was here so i don't have to do the ad read he has no trust in me to do these ad reads um i don't know what it is mm-hmm. phil nxt takeover tonight i thought this was a fantastic show what do you think of the overall show I thought it was a really good show overall. Um, some really good surprises, uh, really good matches, good stuff all around. Uh, we started off with the the Capital Wrestling Center. It was the it's the Performance Center, but they they kind of they NXT'd it up. We'll say they they added a cage, which is still behind plexiglass. So now you got an extra barrier there. They added a bunch of lights. They got a big video board now. Looks like the NBA screen with the video board. What do you think of uh, this new look on the Performance Center with the NXT? I actually like it more than the Thunderdome. I think I think it's cool to have still have the virtual fans, but it's not as noisy. It's not as flashy. They still tried to keep the gate to keep the you know gritty um, feel to it. But I like it a lot. I I liked it as well. I thought it was very suiting for NXT. Triple H said it was going to be like heavy metal. And this is certainly like heavy <laughs> metal underground kind of feel. This is what Triple H, he loves to do. So I thought it looked great as a NBA fan. You know, we watch these NBA games. I'm trying to talk about NBA, not NXT tonight. Uh, <laughs> when we watch these NBA games, we see the the giant video boards. And so that's kind of what I was used to in empty arena settings before even WWE went to the Thunderdome. So I thought it was kind of like that, but I, I really enjoyed this setup. All right, do you know, like, Capital Wrestling, uh, does that strike any type of nerve with you? Because that was WWF before WWF. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know anything about the name. I just saw the news today. I, I didn't even know they were going to have the show there today. <laughs> Phil, what are you doing? This was announced on, like, Thursday night they were going to the Performance Center. I just I I thought it was just going to be regular performance center. I didn't know we were going to get uh, cruiserweight classic slash uh, <laughs> capital wrestling. <laughs> Phil's doing he's a he's a famous feature writer now. He's off the news beat. He just doesn't care that they're moving to the performance center and stuff now. <laughs> too much news to keep up with in a week, man. Uh, uh, look, I agree. I agree. We got a super chat from uh, Jamie Aguilar. It says, any idea who the redheaded woman was at the commentary table? Definitely didn't look like Beth Phoenix. Yeah, Beth Phoenix and uh, Stu Bennett were not actually there. They were there virtually. But next to Vic Joseph at the commentary table, there was just two stand-ins. And they couldn't get a blonde. They couldn't get a blonde for this. <laughs> so I... I was live streaming throughout this entire show, and a lot of chats were saying, that's Beth, that's Beth. And I kept going, guys, that's not Beth. So when it closed up to her, I was like, guys, that woman's not white. That's Beth Phoenix. (laughs) Uh, They they had no blonde. They couldn't just have, like, Candice LeRae stand in there. 
for a little while. I guess she she has dyed hair now. They have some blondes there. Come on, guys. Um, another super chat from Anakin JMT. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. I'll read them on air. Best way to support the site. Also, subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Head over to Fightful.com. Sign up to Fightful Select. I'm not going to bore you with 20 minutes of plugs like old Ross Sapp does out here. We're trying to get through this show. We're trying to talk some wrestling here. Anakin JMT says, good to see Phil started following him on Twitter when Jeremy said to follow him and Juan. Don't follow Juan. Great guy. But Phil, it's uh, okay to call Justice League an abomination of a film. No one will be mad. What What is this? Are you in a, a Justice League fan here? What is, what's going so, on here? I rewatched Justice League last week for a podcast I was on. And I said um, it wasn't it wasn't as serviceable as I thought because that's when I first saw it. I was like, I wasn't. It wasn't too bad. So this time I saw it, I was like, oh, this isn't good. And then I said, but it wasn't terrible. And so somebody sent me a message. It was like, no, this was this was horrible. I don't know what you're talking about. It was terrible. I was like, okay, <laughs> sorry. It might have been Anakin who sent you that message. And just it probably was. <laughs> not a fan of your Justice League opinions. Uh, Joel Pearl says uh, the girl was Casey Lennox from MLW as the, the fill-in. Well, there you go. She should have dyed her hair blonde go, for this man. role. I'm actually shocked that Triple H wasn't like, hey, let's dye your hair blonde right fast. Joel coming with the scoops. Joel has the scoops. Always <laughs> does. Hey, check out uh, Joel and I. We've been game streaming the past couple of weeks. We played, uh, what did we play this past? SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. We played that on Friday night. We did a Road to WrestleMania campaign mode. We're, we're game streaming at Fightful now. I'm trying to quit writing about wrestling and just play video games. That's what I'm trying to do with my life. North American title match kicked off this show. Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano. Uh, Priest picks up the victory. Johnny Gargano kept going for the the one final beat. And in the end, uh, Priest countered it with the the reckoning for the win. I thought this was a great back and forth match. I thought it was too early to take the title off of Priest. So I didn't think Gargano was going to win. But look, Gargano always delivers at these takeovers. And Priest has really found himself... uh, really before winning the the North American title, but certainly during this run, he's uh, done really well. What do you think of this match, Phil? So before we get to it, I'm just going to say that this was the second best Johnny Gargano performance of the night. Because <laughs> <laughs> what we got later was just incredible. I, I'll get to that later. But um, this was the second best um, Johnny Gargano performance tonight. Um, during this, I had the network um, kind of freezing on me, and it's been doing this thing now where – it cuts the closed caption thing on. Does that? It, I don't, it, it's been doing that to me a lot. Where I have to go in and, and turn off the closed caption. So what? I was what, uh, what? What do you use to stream the network on? Uh, Chrome. Okay, I have no so, idea why it does that. So I uh, during this match a lot. I I was doing that, trying to turn the closed caption off and get it to stop breathing. Um, but it was a good. <laughs> it was a good match in spite of that. Um, I. Same as you, I didn't think Gargano was going to win here. I felt like um, it's way too soon to take the title off Priest. He just got going, really. Um, and he, he looked great tonight, um, other than the fact that, um, as someone else pointed out, it looked like he had on uh, Rhea Ripley's pants. <laughs> I, I think Johnny Gargano, they went with like an anime theme. I don't know anything about that stuff. Someone in the chat, I saw it on Twitter, uh, what it actually was. And I forgot, but someone in the chat, if you know kind of what the theme, the Garganos were going for, let us know. Cause you're, you're more into anime than I am. Aren't you Phil? 
Yeah, I couldn't figure it. I wasn't paying close enough attention. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about anime. Uh, anime. Anime. <laughs> uh, JTG says a super chat for Jeremy. A great show. Thank you. Thank you for sending a super chat. Everyone tweeted Sean uh, with the hashtag Point God and, and let him know that we need the Point God shirt in the Fightful store. That's that's what we need. That's my mom wants it. My mom's birthday is in two days. That's all she wants for her birthday is a Point God shirt to represent her son. So let Sean know that we need that. Um, so Damian Priest, again, gets the victory. Where do you see Priest going from here? Uh, hopefully this is uh, going, I, I, judging by some of the other wins and losses tonight, hopefully this is going to a few with somebody else that's kind of on a rise, like Rashida maybe. Or I, I would love to see Swerve move to the mm-hmm. mid-card and out of the cruiserweight. Yeah, I... We'll get to Swerve a little bit later on. I think Priest still has something maybe to do with a Cameron Grimes. Um, yeah. Maybe they can do that. I'm trying to think who else is potentially. It looks like Ridge Holland is getting kind of elevated past that. Kushida, maybe? Um, yeah. I mean, Kushida made a big impact tonight. I don't know if they want to do kind of babyface, babyface, but it's a little bit more blurred in NXT. But I feel like yeah. Kushida should get a push after this victory tonight. Yeah, for sure. And then Gargano, we'll talk about uh, both the Garganos a little bit later on because I have thoughts on them. Uh, Kushida against Velveteen Dream. This match went about 10 minutes too long for me. It should have yeah. just been Kushida ripping his arm off and defeating him. But Kushida, almost a glorified squash. He just tore this man's arm to shred. Velveteen Dream got in a couple of hope spots. They did a Bronco Buster, which was... Just look, whoever put that spot in the match should be fired. I'm just going to say that. Um, not Just a terrible call. Uh, Velveteen Dream hit the Purple Rainmaker. Kushida kicked out. Um, Kushida hit the hoverboard lock off the top. And then Velveteen Dream countered into the Dream Valley Driver, which was countered still into the hoverboard lock. Kushida wins. Kushida attacked him after the match. Look, the right guy won. The, the, the fire Kushida showed was great. I'm done with Velveteen Dream. The man shouldn't be employed. Yeah, I thought it was a real shame that Kushida's first takeover match was marred by this. I mean, I think he still did really well, but it was just very distracting that he was wrestling Dream. I I, I just don't understand why you're still putting him in prominent takeover matches. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're going to keep using him, that's one thing, but you're using him in, you know, big matches like this on your pay-per-view. It's just it's distracting. Um, but I mean, it was a good match. I mean, I don't want to poo on a match just because I didn't agree with them still using him, but it just, I mean, even like, um, it took me a minute to realize he's doing a Doc Brown gimmick. Um, he had the, so he was trying to do the usual mind games that we would like before for dream, but it's like, even that was distracting because it's like, you're doing this stuff. Like, no, we're, we're not on that anymore. Like it, you can't just move on like nothing has happened. Like <laughs> you just can't do that. Yeah. Um. The some people seem you weren't the only one confused by the Doc Brown gimmick. There, I had a couple of people tweet at me like, "What is he going for here? Why did he dye his hair this color?" Um. Look, Dream. His presentation is fine, but as a person, he's he's not a good person, and so. Yeah. I hope this was an injury angle to take him off television. But even then, it's like, why is he on television in yeah. the first place? If they used it just to get Kushida over and they're going to do something with Kushida and turn him into the ba- biggest baby face on the show, cool. Uh, I guess that's one way to 
capitalize on this dream stuff. But again, they they shouldn't be doing this at all. Rob Wilkins nope. sends a super chat. says Cameron Grimes' hat should be future endeavored. Look, all hats are allowed. All right, we're not future endeavoring hats out here. Put on that birthday hat. I don't have it near me, but I would. Hats are <laughs> mandatory on the distraction this Thursday, by the way. Um, so Kushida, yeah, I think he could do NXT North American title picture. We'll yeah. see what they end up doing with him. Velveteen Dream, I hope he's off my television for 20, 30 years, give or take. Give or take that. Go 20 or 30 years. Um, Halloween Havoc is coming back, Phil. They did a big video package. It's on October 28th. It's going to be hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, apparently. Any thoughts on Halloween Havoc, NXT uh, running with the old WCW gimmick there? Now, besides my thoughts on them rushing to get every (laughs) WCW (laughs) property they can before someone else does, um, I think Shotzi is a perfect choice to host it. it's just, I mean, you couldn't have picked a better person to host it. I mean, she is red hot right now. I hope they. this means they're going to give her something big to do at the pay-per-view. I, look, this one, Great American Bash was rushed, all right? That one was announced, like, a week before uh, the AEW show, and it was announced at, like, 9.40 or 9.50, right before the main event, just a throw-in commercial. <laughs> this one, at least, it, they're they're giving about a month on this yeah. and they they made the proper announcement here it seemed like there was there's actually plans for halloween havoc now so at least that is good uh any halloween havoc memories uh from wcw i have just of course the cruiserweight match um ray mysterio and um eddie Guerrero. so you went good you went like with like a good match i <laughs> my memories are like the the uh the cage match um the electrified cage chamber of horrors that was called Chamber of Horrors. I think we're going to review that on the distraction one week. Uh, the monster truck battle with Hogan and the giant where the giant fell off of Kobo Hall. Like that. That's the Halloween Havoc stuff. That Hogan and Warrior. Great Halloween Havoc memories. You're like great wrestling match. I'm like, uh, you know, I liked when the dude fell off the building. That was cool. Or I <laughs> built the butcher shot. That's that's what I want to see from this NXT Halloween hat. If nobody's fallen off, falling off the building, yeah, why not? <laughs> why somebody should fall off of a building on October twenty eighth? That's what I want. What's Robert Stone up to? Robert Stone can get embarrassed. I saw a Photoshop. Uh, someone photoshopped him like underneath Shotzi on the uh, Halloween Havoc banner. <laughs> NXT. That's what we need. I need Robert Stone doing something like incredibly wacky and over the top. For, for Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I I hope we get the giant pumpkin. Um, it is funny that they have made such a big to-do about beating WCW, and they have just nerfed <laughs> everything that had made them great at one point. It's it's weird. It's a weird juxtaposition. They, they made a big to-do about beating WCW, and then they're just making all their same mistakes that WCW did. <laughs> uh yeah the abdul the butcher and the electric chair was halloween havoc uh, again that was the uh, chamber of horrors match and i love that i wacky stuff anyone who's watched enough of me on all these shows that i do you kind of get my my humor and the kind of wrestling that i enjoy right now this show this show just had great wrestling who wants to see that we need, <laughs> we need more people falling off buildings and stuff uh nxt cruiserweight title match santos Escobar. 
Escobar against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, competitive match to to start with. I thought Scott was looking really good. That Fosbury flop he pulled off was just fantastic. We had some uh, interference from Legato de Fantasma uh, at one point, but then Ashante comes out and uh, helps run them off. Uh, Escobar gets the the near fall. It looked like he or actually apologize santos gets the near fall of his finish and it looks like everyone with the phantom driver and everyone thought that oh well well swerve's winning this swerve hits the house call 450 uh santos kicks out they go to the outside of the ring they go on the apron and it looks like swerve is trying to hit a german suplex on the apron but he kind of like falls backwards uh because escobar holds on swerve hits the back of his head on the ring post and then back in the ring santos uh, like a double underhook face buster knee to the face and picked up the victory. What do you think, Phil? I just judging by the story of this match, just from NXT over the last few weeks, I was just looking at it like, okay, Swerve's got to win this match because you you've built it up so much on Swerve going. I once I get a fair match, I'm going to win. So I thought he's going to win tonight. So, but just something about the match, the way it started, I was like, okay, he's going to lose. So <laughs> once you know that, it kind of took something out of it, but it was a fantastic match in terms of wrestling, like some really great spots. Um, Just some of the reversals and counters in this thing were just spot on. I mean, even interference didn't take too much away from it. It was just great match all around. Um, I do think it was a little overbooked towards the end. Um, NXT seems to like their apron spots a lot right now. (laughs) They do a lot of apron spots. Uh, But other than that, I no criticism. Yeah, I the middle of the the middle of the match with the interference, I could have lived without. Especially that they took way too long to set up the spot where Swerve does the Hurricane Rana onto uh, the Legado de Fantasma, and then they they kind of catch him, and then Swerve takes him out, and then Ashante comes out. Uh, so I thought that was a, a little muddy right there, but they picked it back up once they got back in the ring when Swerve was going for. Uh, once they got back in the ring and Swerve was charging after him and. Um, Santos hit the hit the kick on him. I thought that was a that was a great spot. And then the finishing stretch was great. The the finish where he just kind of fell backwards into the ring post. I don't know. I could have. It made it made Scott look a little bit dumb. I thought, yeah. and that was that was my issue with that. But overall, I thought that was a great match. I don't mind Santos winning. I think he's been one of the best things on NXT. Uh, I really like his presentation and and the group he's got going on right now. I want to know where Tyler Breeze and Fandango were. You know, they're supposed yeah. to be helping out their boy Swerve Scott, and then he's got a call on Ashante to to come help him out. So where where were you, Breeze and Fandango? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. We didn't have a tag title match tonight. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you know they're having a quarantine or anything like that. I've got no idea, but the fact that we didn't have a title a tag team title match—not that the NXT's tag division is much of anything right now. No. They've uh, Imperium lost and Undisputed Era. I don't know what's going. on. Can you name me another NXT tag team besides the three that I just named? Nope, uh, Phil's back in NXT as well. Ooh, gri- grizzly, Grizzly Young Vets. Are they in NXT? They I don't were know there for a minute. I don't know if they okay. went back to UK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so so yeah. Uh, I would assume again they're they're probably quarantining, but hopefully they're back on television soon. I do like Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I'm glad they are getting this title yeah. run. It sucks that uh, they're it's having to come under these circumstances where they can't be on television for the time being, and the NXT tag team division is just 
not great right now. Um, reminder, guys, leave a super chat. Get your questionnaire statement right on air. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a thumbs up on the channel. All that stuff really helps us out. Hey, if you're not listening on YouTube, if you're listening uh, on Apple or any other podcast platform, leave us a good review. Leave us a five-star review on Apple and iTunes. I know we do the majority of our work on YouTube, but hey, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple, that helps people find this spot as well. Queen Hannah says, I like Tyler Breeze too. I know this. I, I know that. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we got the women's title match. Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. Um, they're, they're having a great match, I thought. And then the double ref bump. Johnny Gargano comes out. He's got a referee outfit on. He does. He tries to fast count, and uh, Io kicks out, which I thought was great. I like that he tried the fast count. I like that Io kicked out. Puts her over strong there. The referee finally wakes up, and he is mad that Gargano has stolen a shirt. He wants his shirt back. I don't know if it was a fellow referee shirt. I don't know if it was his shirt, but he just wants the shirt back. As that's going on, Candice has the title. Candice hits uh, Io with the title. Another near fall. Uh, but EO kicks out. EO hits the Spanish fly, then hits the moonsault, gets the victory. The best part about this, you alluded it to earlier, Phil. After EO kicked out on the near fall from the title shot, Gargano's reaction just <laughs> falling over on the ramp and just like, his cell of this, this was amazing. I hated, hated the double ref bump, hated the interference. Gargano's reaction almost made it worth it. What do you think of this match? This this was probably one of the best hissy fits I've seen thrown <laughs> in wrestling ever. Shawn right Michaels esque, right there, <laughs> right up there with Billy Kay's uh, tantrum after they lost the tag titles. It this was <laughs> this was amazing. Um, I I was talking to someone right before the match, and when Johnny came out, it kind of proved true. Uh, I don't really buy into Candice as a heel. Um, I think all everything interesting about her as a heel is her pairing with Johnny. So when Johnny came out and he tried to interfere and then he did the, you know, tried to slider the, the belt, um, all of that stuff was fine. But other than that, I just don't, I'm not really into her as a heel. Like, I don't know. Um, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, other than that, the match itself was good. Uh, probably not as good as their other takeover match. No. No, I, I didn't think it was as good as their other takeover match either. And I think the the interference and kind of that kind of hokiness uh, hurt it in, in that regards compared to the other one, which was just like balls to the wall action uh, all throughout. Um, my issue, I love Candice LeRae. I, she's one of my, she, she's my favorite thing in NXT. Um, I think she's the best thing in NXT. I don't like that she's almost reduced to Mrs. Gargano a lot. Yeah. And this was kind of another case of it here. I think that Gargano, both of them, could be main roster bound. I don't know what you're doing with these two in NXT after tonight. Like, Candice, we're, we're going to get to the two kind of returns here in a second. I don't think Candice is winning the title anytime soon. I Gargano's already won all the titles, and he just lost a title match here. There's really no place for them in NXT right now. Uh, I don't know how they would do on, on Raw and SmackDown, but... I just don't know what else they can do in NXT. At least Raw and SmackDown, you got fresh matchups for them. And both of those women's division need something because like SmackDown, Bailey's run through everybody. Raw, they're reduced to, and I love Zelina Vega, they're reduced to just having um, a manager in Zelina Vega challenge for the title because 
Oscars kind of almost run through everybody. So I, I would put I would move them up to the main roster and then just start fresh with them because I don't know what else they can do with NXT. Yeah, uh, NXT's women's division is kind of overstaffed at the moment. It's kind of yeah. crowded. Um, but to me, I think the best chance they had of putting the title on Candice was the premiere episode on USA. I thought that was that was the match. If you were going to put the title on her, you should have just had her beat Baszler. Um, but after that, she's been just kind of there until the heel turn. And I mean, even the heel turn is just kind of like, oh, we'll give her this. And it's like, okay, well, where's it going? It does. It just doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Yeah, I I think she'd be great as a heel. I, I think Candice would be great at anything she does. Yeah. I don't want her reduced to just Mrs. Gargano the entire time. I would actually like to, if you're going to move them up, split them. They won't do that because they're they're married. And like that's one thing WWE does well is they keep married couples together. They'll take away your Twitch streams and all your money avenues <laughs> and all this stuff. But they'll at least you, let you be on the road. They're not even on the road now. They'll at least you, let you be on the same show as your uh, significant other. So kudos to WWE for that. Um, but I, I don't like that she's just reduced to, to Mrs. Gargano so often because she's she's an incredible performer on her own so big fan of candace LeRae. i hope she succeeds whether it's nxt raw or smackdown and uh johnny's fine too whatever mr takeover johnny gargano after the match tony storm comes up on the big screen and says she's back in nxt great great to see tony storm back then we get the the vignette for the the mystery Call of Duty biker. I think that's what they're going for here. With the uh, Randy Orton is shooting these videos with his uh, night vision goggles. That's, <laughs> that's what happened here. Uh, he's he's producing these videos. Uh, and then this person arrives. They, they were already at the performance there. They go around to the back. They enter. Comes out. Takes the helmet off. Ember Moon back in NXT. We got Tony Storm and Ember Moon back in NXT. What do you think, Phil? I was very, very happy about the Ember Moon reveal because I assumed she was still hurt. And I had just, you know, plug, 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 just wrote something about Ember maybe yesterday. So I was like, boy, it would be good to see her again. And then here we go. Next day she's here. And then definitely was a good decision to move her back to NXT. I always thought the way that they, they prematurely moved her from NXT, I thought, not having her beat Oscar when you had the chance to really submit her as a star and make her into a big deal really hurt her in some ways. So, you know, just putting her back on NXT and getting her in some fresh matchups and, you know, reminding people why she was over in the first place because she's a good wrestler is it's the good move. It's the right move. Where where can people find this Ember Moon article? If you're gonna plug, you know, throw the website out there and everything. Okay. So um I just wrote a piece on the 10 best finishers for uh, Bleacher Report. And, you know, spoiler. Ember Moon was there. Ember Moon was there. We we don't have to give away the number. We want people to still click the article. But if we're going to plugs here, Phil, you know, we're going to we're going to get them out there. Right. So we can lead people in the right direction. Not just, hey, I wrote this article. Follow Phil on Twitter as well. That way. What's your Twitter handle, Phil? It's it's, uh, PhilDL616. Um, There you go. That's it. There you go. We'll we'll plug everything again in the end. But again, we're going to do this right if we're going to throw out these plugs here. Um, Ember Moon, it is great to see her back because, you know, the way she was talking is her. she thought her career might be over. She ruptured her Achilles, like tore it clean off on a stupid 24-7 title chase spot. Like, that is how this woman got injured. Just 
just so dumb, so unfortunate Terrible. for her. And she never, she never got the traction she probably deserved on the main roster. I, I've never been like the biggest Ember Moon fan. I think her in-ring work is fantastic. My issue with her has always just been like, what's her character? And she said this too. This isn't like a, a me criticism uh, thing. Like she's even said this. She's just been like, I think I'm like a, a Shinom, but like, what does that actually mean? What are my motivations? What is my goal? Um, and hopefully they establish some of that now. And maybe her goal is just, hey, I want to be the NXT Women's Champion. Um, you know, I want to prove that, you know, who I was on the main roster isn't who I am in NXT. Like, whatever it is you just got to establish some type of motivation for her so i'm glad she's back i'm mainly glad she's back because it means she's healthy and she's going to be wrestling again because the way she was talking it didn't sound good um and then tony storm again this is another another female who in nxt uk she was killing it and brief run nxt she's great she's very young she's very talented catch those springtime vibes all over arizona Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. And now she's going to get a chance with this roster. This roster is so good like assuming candace stays they have candace eo storm ember dakota reina Rhea. like just those names right there you've got santana garrett somewhere yeah. not working i mean <laughs> i mean unfortunately tegan knox just got hurt very sad news about tegan knox they they always have big plans for her and then unfortunately her knees just not yeah. not in the best of shape hopefully tegan can heal up come back sooner rather than later but even without Tegan, like they have so many, like even like Casey is there, Caden, just like under the radar women who you can still do something with Shotzi. Like th- this women's division is, is too crowded. NXT should just be like the women's division <laughs> and then throw in like a Finn Balor match every now and again, maybe that, that would, that would be how I'd book NXT anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Tony is going to be a great addition. She had pretty much done everything she could with NXT UK at this point. And I didn't feel like they were going to give her anything significant on the main roster. So this was probably <laughs> the best decision. Yeah, I did. Again, the women's division, it's a good problem to have when you have that many talented women on your roster. Get into the main event. We had the Ashante uh, Adonis promo. I thought this was actually good because it established kind of who he is and his motivation and the way he spells. He spells kind of like I do. Not Not great. Um, I, I was distracted when he first came in because he <laughs> had this huge bubble goose on. I'm like, it, you're in Florida, buddy. Like, it, what? Are you, where are you going with this bubble goose? He spelled ritual R I C H U A L. Rich you will. I'm pretty sure that's how he spelled it. So, like, <laughs> like, so, like the street prophet spell prophet like prophet. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's not how you spell ritual, I don't think. I'm pretty sure it's R-I-T. 
U A L. This is why I use a, a grammar checker because uh, I have no idea how to spell. Um, but you know, it established who he was. We saw him earlier in the night, and so it's good that he's got some type of character out of this. And then there's just some guy because I think he's been on NXT a couple times, and uh, the former Tahuti Miles, and um, we didn't really know who he was, just kind of a guy who got a name change. This helped establish him a little bit. So I thought this was a good placement for this promo. So good on you, NXT, for giving, letting us know who these people are. Main event, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly. First off, I love the the backstage walk that they do. I, my, I think like the most famous one of this, at least from my memory, is uh, WrestleMania 14 with Michaels and Austin where they're walking to the ring. And it's always that same music. They People associate it with like the cage lowering music. I've always just associated it as the, the backstage walk music. It makes it feel like kind of big time. So I really like that right off the bat. As far as this match goes, like these two men just beat the snot out of each other. All right, that's the that's best way I can put it. Balor was targeting the ribs. He hit a uh, spin kick to the ribs that O'Reilly sold just absolutely beautifully. And then the rest of the match, Balor was just going after those ribs, trying to slow him down, trying to you take away the body, you take away the mind. Uh, and O'Reilly was going after the legs of Balor, setting him up for, for the heel hook. And also, you take away the legs, uh, he can't leap off the top rope with the same energy. Uh, when he hits the... When he hits his stomps, uh, it's not going to be as effective. He's going to hurt himself when he does it. So just great targeting by by both men in this match. And they just beat the hell out of each other. The finishing uh, sequence, and I saw with uh, O'Reilly going with the heel hook, um, and then Finn got to the bottom rope. Finn went for a ger- or O'Reilly went for a German suplex. Um, Finn kind of, he, he hit it, but Finn just kind of no-sold, rolled out of it, and then hit a stomp, went up to the top, coupe de gras, Got the victory. Uh, Finn was bleeding from the mouth. It looked like he bit his tongue on the the double stomp after the German suplex. I feel like that's what it came from. But yeah, this match was just a tremendous, tremendous hard-hitting affair. Yeah, I mean, you knew going into this match it was going to be good, and it was really, really good. Um, easily match of the night. Um, I I was like you at, at once once Finn started bleeding from the mouth I kept it was a little distracting I was like when did that happen because it didn't look like he got hit in the face maybe yeah. he, maybe he like you said bit his tongue or bit his lip when he came out of the suplex I don't know um, but yeah just really really good technical match um, you don't we don't get to see Finn wrestle this technical that often at least or at least we got used to the style of matches he was doing on the main mm-hmm. roster so. We hadn't seen him wrestle this way in a while, and it was it was definitely a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know how well O'Reilly can wrestle and his technical style, I mean, we've seen it in tag matches. If you're not familiar with his ROH stuff, it's kind of – I'm sure that was jarring for some people, but he – I mean, for the earlier this match, he got beaten on for like a good 10 minutes of this match, just relentlessly beat on. So when he finally comes back and he's – and he's uh, showing a gutsy comeback. He just he sold it really, really well. Um, Finn sold the knee injury really well too. It just really, really good stuff all around. What I love is that everything in this match made sense. So many times in these longer matches, and this kind of happened in the uh, Keith Lee Carrion Cross match last month. Is they'll like do limb work that just doesn't go anywhere. And by by the end of the match, a guy his arms getting 
targeted for the first 10, 15 minutes, and then he just uses his arm like it's it's a normal thing. I mean, Sasha Banks is out here just, uh, let me hold my neck. It kind of hurts, and it just it doesn't mean anything. Uh, Balor going after the ribs in the midsection, O'Reilly going after the leg. It all made sense. The selling was great throughout. I love the counters that both men had for each other. You can tell that they, I mean, you can tell that they're longtime fans of each other and they, they studied tape, I guess would, would be the right thing because the, the counters they kept doing were, were fantastic and the different transitions and stuff, just an excellent, excellent professional wrestling match. Kyler James said in the chat earlier, like Jeremy hates pro wrestling. I don't hate pro wrestling, right? I love great pro wrestling and I love horrible pro wrestling. I don't like pro wrestling. That's just like, all right, that's, that's pretty mid mediocre. We can watch this any time of the week wrestling is so good now that a lot of it just feels kind of the same to me. So I need like really great matches that stand out like this and make me feel invested or I need something that's like really bad that I can just like laugh at and get some, get some jokes off on. Um, This was a really great professional wrestling match. No bullshit either. I think a lot of people, including myself were worried that, Oh, Cole's going to come out. Roddy fish, they're going to come out. There's going to be some type of undisputed air shenanigans. Are they going to do a turn? You know, what's going to, is uh, Cole going to screw up and cost them the title? What's going to happen? None of that. Clean finish. They shook hands. They showed some respect after the match. Love that. Give me that stuff. Don't bullshit me with uh, DQs and, and just like the, the women's title match. Uh, double ref bump stuff. I don't need any of that. Just let these people go out there and just have a great wrestling match. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, if anything, I would say the you know the aftermath with um, Holland and the um, Cole, it just didn't it didn't really feel needed because um, I felt like the match was good enough on its own, and I just think like the sign of respect stuff was good enough on its own. You could have ended it there, um, and I mean there just there wasn't much you can do with this match other than what we got. It was pretty, it was perfect as is. Yeah, uh, they did the. They did the logo flash that, you know, NXT is kind of infamous for logo, the ending screen. And then we had Ridge Holland carry the, the lifeless limp body of uh, Chugs Adam Cole to the ring. Chugs just looked like he went through a five hour game of Uno. And then Ridge Holland had to carry him to the ring, dump him on the floor. And then Strong and, and Fish are coming out and they're like, what happened? What, you know, what did anybody see what happened? Get medical. Like, why weren't you with this guy? Like, you guys are all friends and stuff. You weren't backstage watching this match together. Adam Cole went to the went to the bathroom, I guess, and got jumped by Ridge Holland. Is that's the only thing I could think of? Like, at some point, they had to leave each other's side, right? And then Ridge Holland beat the hell out of him. And then I guess Fish and uh, Fish and Strong were just so invested into this match, which I don't blame them. They're like, man, Cole's been gone for like twenty minutes. Hope he's okay. It's like. You know, hope nothing bad happened to him. The next thing they know, they see him just being dumped ringside by Ridge Island. Yeah, my favorite part of this was um, them going to Finn and going, "What happened?" And he's sitting there, <laughs> he's, he's sitting on the mat, still, still selling his knee injury and bleed from his mouth. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Finn, Finn, and O'Reilly are like, "Dude, we just wrestled this thirty-minute match. We're not keeping tabs on Cole. That's you guys' job." what y'all are supposed to do uh it looks like rich holland is gonna be kind of a big player in nxt now what what do you think of 
what they can do with undisputed air. Cause there's been a lot of theories out there on who's going to turn, uh, how it's going to happen. What, what do you see for undisputed air in the coming weeks? Um, well, the thing that I thought that was interesting in this and the small subtle thing that I noticed is when they were all standing around trying to figure out what was going on with Cole. If you look at O'Reilly, he's sitting on the apron and he's just kind of like, what is this? Like, and you could tell, that he was slightly annoyed. I don't know if I was reading too much into it, but that was the subtle hint that I got from this. I think they've been kind of hinting at that. Like Cole is kind of disgusted almost that like, he's not the champion. And that kind of even O'Reilly is, is getting this opportunity. Um, Like obviously supporting his boy and everything, but Cole has always been sort of the, the centerpiece um, of undisputed air. So seeing someone else kind of get that opportunity, it's like, wait, you know, what's going on here? So a lot of speculation that Cole would be kind of jumped out on this and, and turned babyface. I would just rather, like, why can't they just, like, go their separate ways for a little bit? Why does it have to be any type of turn? Why can't Cole just, wrestling. what's that? Because it's wrestling. And yeah, everybody I know. Wants to book a turn. Everybody wants a barbershop window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is true. Um, but like, why can't Cole just, like, go to the main roster, do, like, a run, uh, Fish and O'Reilly go up there, breathe some life into that damn tag team division, either one on WWE. And then they just get kind of called up, like staggered, almost in like a wave or go up together. I don't I don't think groups always need to be split up. And New Day is a big proponent of this, of just like, yeah. hey, Kofi can do a singles thing. We can support, kind of take like a back seat and but still be a group. Like that's that's what you can do. Not everything has to be a turn. People are just good people sometimes they don't have to turn on anybody they don't have to turn on their friends yeah um yeah and i didn't see anything where i felt like cole is just gonna turn on him if anything like i just saw that little bit of hint that it looked like o'reilly was a little annoyed but i if anything i could see them turning the entire stable in the faces because i mean they're the most popular act in the in the on the brand anyway so i can see that but I don't know. I mean, I'm a little worried about them moving up to the main roster because they don't book tag teams really well in the main roster. They don't book anybody well in the main roster unless you're Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did think about tonight. Um, you don't really see anybody kick out of the coup de gras. So when, when he hit the coup de gras, I knew it was over. Yeah. It's, um, so you don't, I mean, when I really think about it, like Romans even lost the coup de gras. They that's a that's a move they protected. They protected like that uh, Corbin's finish, which at some yeah. point they're gonna have a bunch of people start kicking out of that. Uh, the Claymore outside of like Brock, that's that's pretty heavily protected. They are good for the most part at like protecting uh, some of those top tier finishers when they want to. So you know, good on them for that. I undisputed era. I don't know what this Ridge Holland stuff is. I've not seen enough of Ridge Holland to to know if this is all going to work out. Like that Gargano match was fine, but he also nearly killed poor Johnny Gargano in that match. So, well, but if anybody can get a good match out of out of him, it's obviously going to be Adam Cole. Adam Cole got a great match out of Pat McAfee. I mean, Pat McAfee held his own, but yeah, I think there I think there are more baby faces now as well, especially after the the Pat McAfee stuff. Like McAfee was blatantly the heel in that match. So uh, I think Undisputed Era definitely baby faces. But then you're on the heel side for NXT. Like, who are your top heels in NXT? Karrion Cross is out. Like, who who are, like, the big-time heels in NXT? 
well, I think the sleeper heel is Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is probably one of the funniest heels in the company at the moment. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I mean, you're hot shotting Imperium over when they're there. I, other than that, I mean, because Finn's not a heel anymore. I don't, I don't know what he is now. He's a tweener, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Finn is really a heel. So that's the only problem is, and they've created this problem on on SmackDown is like they don't have any like great baby faces to challenge Roman. Like people want the fiend to be a baby face and like eh, he ain't the baby face to, to challenge Roman Reigns. Okay. You need it. You need like a pure baby face, like a Kofi, a Biggie, yeah. uh, the Usos, like those guys, uh, Kevin Owens, like those guys can challenge Roman. Uh, Ronnie guys, get your super chats in. we got a couple super chats from Evan Wright. Evan Wright says, just want to leave a hashtag point God. Thank you. And Phil, Phil appreciation, super chat. Love the Phil insight into the world of wrestling and wish all the best. Evan Wright also says top babyface Damian Priest baby. I mean, they got enough baby faces. They yeah. turn uh turn Damian Priest heel. They have way too many baby faces on NXT right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got the opposite problem in their women's division. They've got so many heels in the women's division. Like there's barely any faces. Like Shotzi, I guess, and Rhea. Yeah. I mean, isn't EO like technically a face? They they do this thing now where they just don't even acknowledge the turns anymore. They just are kind of not heal anymore because that's kind of what they did with Finn. He's just kind of not heal anymore. <laughs> like I'm I'm fine with like shades of gray stuff because not everything is uh black and white. Like like Roman Reigns is, is a heel, but yeah. for his motivations, it, like he thinks he's justified. So like I'm fine with that kind of stuff. But if you're gonna like set something up as a turn and then kind of just ignore it a couple months later. It gets confusing where if it's something like a, a Cody thing, then it makes more sense where it's like, all right, he's a baby face, but he kind of doing some heel stuff sometimes like then it blur or not Cody, uh, Kenny Omega, like then it blurs it a little bit better. Don't just do like an outright turn like they did with EO, like they've done with Gargano and then just like ignore it because shit, we don't have any baby faces left for them to fight. So now they're a baby face because they're fighting a heel, which is kind of what happened with EO during like the Charlotte stuff and then the Candace stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely think that's a major issue on NXT as a whole. Like it's not like before where they let a lot of these turns and storylines breathe. It's just, everything is immediately onto the next thing. Like this person turned, okay, we're immediately onto this or, Oh, this person won a championship. Okay. Let's immediately jump off that and let's immediately have them drop the title. It everything just happens way too fast on NXT right now. Yeah, once you drop the title, you just like automatically turn. They're gonna bring Karrion Cross back as a baby face, even though I think he was a heel in that Cole feud or in the Keith. He was definitely a heel in the Keith Lee stuff. Um, he's just gonna come back as a baby face. He's gonna get the big reaction once his uh, shoulders injured and stuff. Uh, shoulders healthy, I should say. George Yamin says Tommaso Ciampa is a heel. All right, I mean, if he's a heel, then that can certainly be your top heel. I don't know what they're doing. With Tommaso Ciampa right now, I yeah. just I have yeah. no idea. I I think they're spinning their wheels with him and Gargano because they don't want to move up, and they're so they're trying to justify reasons for them to still be on NXT, but there's nothing really left for them to do there. Yeah, I don't think as I said, I've I've pushed for Gargano to go up to the main roster, especially after this show. Ciampa is kind of the same thing. Like I don't know what else you're doing in NXT, man, and it doesn't seem like they've got any type of, of big plans for you. I would love like a proper 
Champa Balor feud. I think that would be really great. I just I don't know if they're going to do it, but they are lacking heels right now. So Champa would certainly make sense in that spot. Uh, the Nerd Guru says Rhea should go to the main roster. She was done once she jobbed to Charlotte. I mean, she should have beaten Charlotte and then just like stayed on the main roster. But yeah, they like they can heat Rhea back up pretty quickly. But she seems down in the pecking order compared to, I mean, Ember's back and Tony Storm's back. I, I would imagine Rhea's behind both of them. Yeah. Um, they, they, they set Rhea up to fail, man. When she lost at Mania, she's just been kind of directionless ever since then. I thought she looked great in a, in a cage match. And that at least righted the ship and gave her a big win. But it does. I don't see her winning the title again. I don't see her jumping ahead of some other people that are hotter than her right now. Like I would say that Shotzi's in a better position than her right now. Yeah. I mean, Shotzi, Shotzi's right. I mean, Shotzi's getting her own show. She's getting Halloween Havoc for Christ's sake. She's going to be the host. Um, yeah. yeah. They've, they've done some damage to Rhea. I know that Triple H said like, she's going to be the biggest thing in the business in like five years, you know, she's even touchable really? and stuff. Like she was not the biggest thing in the business, but she was right there when she won the title uh, in December. Like that, that closing moment with her, she she was right there. She was the biggest thing in NXT at that time, and then sure. they, they completely killed that momentum um, right after that. So, just not not good what they did, what they've done with Rhea in 2020 compared to what they did with her at the end of uh, 2019. Rafael Garcia, since Superstatch says, Rhea may lose to Raquel Gonzalez, setting her up as a big heel. They don't need to turn Rhea heel. Like, they don't need to do all that. Well, yeah, because the problem is, now that Rhea's still there, you're bringing Tony in. Are you going to rehash Tony and Rhea stuff again? You don't want to do that. Um, it, I just, I, I to me, I just still don't see why they didn't just give her the win over Charlotte. I mean, if you're going to give someone a big win over Baszler, who had been champion for close to a year, and then, you know, a few months later, it just doesn't matter, then what was the point of doing it? You you had, again, you had, you had Candace right there. If you weren't going to give that win to Candace and make her the big face, and you're going to give it to Rhea, why didn't you just let her run with it? Oh, it's been clarified that they're setting up Raquel as the big heel by beating Rhea. Uh, that's fine. I mean, they they need like they need kind of that big heel. So I'm I'm okay with that. And then Dakota, I love Dakota. I think she's super underrated, and they should probably do a she's, little bit more with her. But she, she, she's another one that I didn't understand why they turned her. She just <laughs> didn't. Need yeah. I mean, she's been great as a heel. Like I I think she's been very good. And it's just I don't know. And I like the pairing with Raquel Gonzalez as well. But they, but they need heels right now because EO's, gonna, EO's sort of a baby face. I feel like Tony's a baby face. I feel like uh, Ember is going to be a baby face. Like Rhea, unless they do turn her, she's a face. Shotzi's a face. Like Dakota and Raquel are kind of like their only two heels. So they look, they need to push them <laughs> at this point because they're kind of running out of uh, top heels who can uh, really challenge challenge the upper echelon. Uh, when it comes to their baby face, George Amin says WWE has a hard time booking baby faces. They had a hard time booking a lot of people sometimes. So, um, yeah, but is Tony is Tony a face though? Because she was she was the heel in the Rhea match at uh, Worlds Collide. That was the yeah, 
I mean, Tony's been off television for so long that it's tough to tell. And when she comes back, I feel like she's going to, she's at least going to get like the face reaction. I don't, I, you know, they'll, they're at the performance center. They can tell them how to react however they want, but you know, the, she'll get the baby face reaction. Cause she's just back after a long time off of television. And then what she does after that, who she goes after will kind of establish things. But, but that's the thing. Somebody like EO isn't really established on either side. I guess she's a baby face. So if Tony goes after her, maybe that makes her a heel, but Ember is going to go after EO, but Ember is going to be a baby face. And it's a lot of shades of gray stuff. And they're just like turning people without a rhyme or reason. And then just kind of forgetting about it. So I don't know. What can you do with that? How would you book? Would you, would you have Ember take the title off of EO? I think just, I, I think that Ember got the short end of the stick with her first reign. I don't think she got the star making win that she should have gotten. Um, winning, winning a vacant title was, it, it didn't do for her what beating Oscar could have done for her. She didn't have a character that, that worked well enough and giving her that win over Oscar gave her a hook. Right. And without that, she kind of just floundered until Baszler beat her. And then she just went to the main roster and it was even worse. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not to say she was a bad champion, but I think you've got to give her something. You got to give her a big win or something to establish her for coming back to NXT. Let's wrap things up here. Overall thoughts on the show. I've seen some people on the timeline call this the, the greatest pay-per-view ever. And I'm calling you out Denise Salcedo. Cause you're the one who said this. <laughs> I love Denise. She's my favorite person on Twitter, but I feel like that's uh, what do you call it? Um, hyperbole. I mean, it is hyperbole, but recency bias. That's that's the term I was looking for. Well, I got some recency bias. She just watched the show. Greatest pay-per-view ever. I don't know if I'd go that far. It was a fantastic show, though, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic show. I still think Clash of Champions is up there, top pay-per-view this year. Um, really? I really enjoy Clash of Champions. I thought SummerSlam was better than this, too. I Honestly, I, I thought this was good, but... In terms of what we've seen from TakeOver, like what you said with the women's match, like that was not, that was some raw shenanigans in a, <laughs> in a TakeOver match. Like the other, that's why the other Candice EO match was better because it was more of a TakeOver match. This felt like something we could see on a main roster pay per view. Yeah. I thought all these matches were great. Like I yeah. don't have any complaints of the matches. I question some of the spots on the matches, but overall, the matches were great. I thought the the, the main event was awesome. Uh, yeah. Up there with Reigns and Uso for me. I, I liked Reigns and Uso a little bit more because I was just more invested in that match. But as far as like technical wrestling goes, like this match was better than that match. It's all it's all based on kind of what you like. Um, but I, I thought this pay per view was great. Denise is wrong. It's not the let me, let me get her get her exact wording here. I don't want to I don't want to bury Denise say saying she called it the best pay per view ever, and then turns out she just called it like the best takeover ever was her hyperbole. But Denise called it um, best WWE pay per view of the year. Okay, so there you go. I don't agree with that. All right. Well, that, that's what she says. That she says best pay per view of the year. I, I might agree even, with that actually. I don't even think it's the best takeover of the year. Do you? Portland was really good. I remember yeah. Portland, it was better than the last takeover. 
I agree. Last takeover, I don't think that was like one of their weakest takeovers. Portland was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like great shows this year. SummerSlam was good. In your house. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember in your house too much to be honest. Um, look, it was a good show tonight. All right, let's. I'm not gonna bury Denise anymore. Denise, Denise is right. Like Denise is a big star now. She's riding high. She's got 30 shows a week that she does. You can just say all these things and. Uh, right. People, people just agree with her because, again, she she's a top star on Twitter. My favorite person on Twitter. She's wrong. She's still wrong. On this. I'm I'm fine with this take on the pay per view, but that people take is hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> hot smoldering garbage. Oh, Do not put ranch on pizza, people. Don't belong on pizza. <laughs> I don't put ranch. I put ranch on a lot of things, but I don't put ranch on my pizza. Um, but look, Denise, Denise enjoys what she enjoys. She wants to dip her ranch, dip her, dip her ranch into her pizza, dip her pizza into her ranch. That's what makes her happy. More power to her. Denise, we love you. Hope you're doing, I'm sure she's, she's probably doing her own show tonight. We're probably going head to head. Actually, you know what? Don't watch Denise's show. Watch our show. (laughs) (laughs) Counter programming. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch that. Watch us, everybody. Uh, Denise will be on the, the post raw show tomorrow with Sean. I think, I mean, I assume so. Probably he'll probably just call on me to do it. That's what he does. That's what Sean does. He's like, oh, can't do this. Here, Jeremy, go do this show for me. Like, no problem, Sean. I got nothing better to do, but just you know, whatever you need me to do, Sean. Phil, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is phildl616. Uh, you can also find my writing at Bleacher Report and Sportskeeter. Evan Wright says Wrestle Kingdom is the best pay per view of the year. Fight me. Uh yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom that didn't take place in 2020 though. That took place in like 2012, right? That's that's how long ago it feels like Wrestle Kingdom was. It, I don't remember what happened on that show. And that was a two night event too. Uh, the the yeah the night both main events were better than anything we've seen in, anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Denise does have like a podcast every single day of the week. She Denise is a, a giant star. All right, she's too big to do our show now. So. Um, Everyone on Fightful Select, Sean's breaking news every day. You get interviews, um, early access to interviews. Ben Carter interview is up. Um, you get a bunch of other podcasts. The Weekend there with Steven Jensen, uh, Alex Pulowski, Sour Graps, which is great. Um, sign up for Fightful Select, $5 a month, bunch of news, bunch of extra podcasts, early access to interviews. Great way to spend $5. Get that cup of coffee at Starbucks one day. It won't kill you. You know, It won't kill you. Just get the cup of coffee. Sign up for Fightful Select. It'll be all right. You'll, it'll be worth it. I promise. Uh, look, if you're not sick of me yet, I don't know why, but <laughs> I got Tuesday movie review with uh, Joe Holbert. We got uh, some movie with Rusev, Ziggler, uh, and, and Kane. Out of Time, I think it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but this is what we're watching. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we review all these movies and they're all just terrible. Like some of them are like terrible in a great way and I love them. Some of them are just like boring and just that's it. Like I I have nothing to do or I don't I don't want to watch them. I don't even want to talk about them. That's Tuesday. Uh Thursday I'm doing we're doing a the draft live special 6 p.m. Thursday. Myself, Joe Holbert, Jack Crosby from CBS Sports, uh and Robert O'Neill from the Robert O'Neill section of Twitter. We're doing a, a live big mess of a draft. I have no idea what to expect from that show. It's going to be 
It's going to be nuts. Joe and I are live streaming the TEW series, our first booking session Friday afternoon. Assuming Joe's not a coward, doesn't get, uh, doesn't tap out on that. I'll be on the SmackDown post show. Probably do some gaming stuff Friday night. Probably do some gaming stuff Saturday night. Yeah, tap the bell for notice. Tap the bell for notifications. We're doing fightful game streams a lot now. It's supposed to be like once a week, and now I'm doing like three times a week. So when we go live, you know, sometimes just on a whim. But when we go live, if you're not subscribed, if you don't have the the bell for notifications, you won't know. And then you won't be able to join us. You don't want to do that. You don't want to miss out on these game streams, Phil. We're streaming No Mercy, SmackDown vs. Raw. We're we're streaming all the old school games. What's your favorite old school wrestling game, Phil? Uh... Might be it might be no mercy. No mercy is uh the sixty four game, right? Yeah, yeah. No mercy. We played some no mercy. Myself and uh Robert D. Felice played some no mercy on Saturday night. That was last night. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, tap the bell for notifications when we go live for the game streams. You can listen to me rant about my personal life if that's something that interests you. <laughs> Guys, thank you, thank you everyone for joining us. Until next time, till Friday or Monday, whatever day. Until Monday. When big star Denise Salcedo is back, that other guy is here as well. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.